So Jeff and I were done with our safari part of the trip. And um, when I had planned this trip, I planned a lot of things that I always wanted to do someday. And one of those was uh, learning how to surf properly. Um, so I had got the surf bug when I w- watched Endless Summer, uh, as so many people must have. Um, but I was a kid, probably about 12 or something. And I watched it, I remember, um, on one Memorial Day weekend out at the Delta at the uh, with our friends, the Cantonis. And uh, they had a place out there. And I just remember watching it and just being enthralled. And um, they they travel all around surfing the world. And this was in the 60s. Um, but they end up in Africa, in South Africa. And they go to this wave. It's like this perfect wave. And uh, it was at a place called... Um, Cape, um, Cape, uh, Cape St. Francis. And right next door to that is modern day Jeffreys Bay. And so, um, I, I planned a portion of my trip where I would just do nothing but learn how to surf, uh, for about three months because I had tried to learn how to surf a couple times. I tried, um, uh, in college, my friend, uh, Jay Bear and I, we were roommates and we bought, we went to Hermosa Beach. We went to college in LA and we bought surfboards, but I bought like a competitive surfboard. It was really light and really small and, um, impossible to, to learn on. And, but we, for a quarter, um, we probably surfed about 11 times. We go to Hermosa Beach. We went to Malibu once or twice. And, um, just, I never learned. I think Jay caught on a bit better than I did, but, um, and then out when I started working, I did get a board. I went to Santa Cruz and got a dugout kind of in-between board, like a, in between a long board and a short board, like seven – I don't know what it would have been, uh, seven feet, something like that, and uh, real thick. And uh, I went down to Costa Rica for two weeks with the goal of learning how to surf. And I, and I did a little bit. I was able to stand up and stuff but never really got it. So this this part of my trip was to – uh, learn once and for all how to surf. And, uh, but before I actually got to the surfing, um, which was in going to be in Jeffrey's Bay, um, I spent two weeks or I don't know, 10 days in, uh, in Cape town in South Africa. And I remember on that endless summer, Cape town just sounded like a beautiful place. And so that is where, um, where I pick up again. So, uh, journal entry November 3rd through the 4th through the 5th. From information at the airport, I got a good youth hostel called Big Blue for my B-Day. Uh, parentheses, 33. Oh my God, I'm old. Spent the morning in an internet cafe working with the tech guy to get the pics uploaded. Looks like it will work. Nice that it was easy. I got a nice haircut and they give massages, so I'll go back and get one as a present to myself. Got a ride in one of the Zola, in one of these Zola Buds, Zola Bud vans. It was three rand, and when I pulled out my wad of cash, the guy who takes the money went apoplectic. He said, "Don't ever do that. You will get robbed." The van was packed, and everyone was laughing. Met Mike from the safari. He's here for nine days, and we went and had drinks and dinner at the waterfront. Very pretty place. Table Mountain in the background. Um, blue ocean in the front met these two 21 year old girls on a semester at sea program who wanted to hang out with us one said i did not look 33 so that made my day 
Back to the internet today and went for a jog. Must get in shape. November 5th through November 8th. Forgot to say I have the best family. On my B-Day, I got an email from Julie. At the Stanford game, they took pics of themselves and friends around a sign saying Happy B-Day. I also got a great card from Mom and Dad. Took the topless bus tour one day all around town and the cable car to Table Mountain. Beautiful view of the ocean. So blue. The beaches have such clean water and big granite rocks. Stunning. Went wine tasting yesterday. Stellenbosch and Nelson's Creek. And I have been having a great time hanging in the bar at Big Blue and going out at night. It's like college all over again. Having fun riding in the Zola Buds. No problems yet. South Africa is interesting because they have this new start with the blacks and the whites in the very early stages. You can feel the buzz. Really no other experiment like it in the world. They will be the first to make black and white relations work. Very interesting times here. November 9th through November 10th went great white shark diving. They were beautiful. We only saw two small ones, but that was still lucky. Some don't see any. One was two meters and the other one. You get in this small chicken wire cage and it's just you and the sharks. You pretty quickly realize they are just interested in the tuna heads, not you. They were not even that interested in the tuna heads. These guys were shy and did not stick around long, so we only had fleeting glimpses underwater. The view from the boat was better, but being in the water was exciting. It was very choppy too, so it was hard to get under quickly to view. No snorkel or air, just wetsuit and goggles. They would, they would lure the shark in uh, with tuna heads. When it got close, they would shout, down. I had two nice views of the two meter, um, his side and open mouth. The one meter swam right by me. I could see his eyes and he moved so gracefully, just like a spaceship moving through space, not a fish in water. The best was when he bumped up against the cage with mouth wide open and teeth showing. He was chomping on a tuna. I had to move my hand. Very pretty scenery too. Blue, blue water. Went to La Med with youth hostel around uh, and partied. Must stop partying. So Cape Town was just uh, a really beautiful city. It's... uh, geographically very pretty it sits on this bay and it is very blue water and it has these mountains that rise up right behind it and they kind of go like straight up like a wall and then they have these flat tops and so the the famous mountain behind it is called tabletop um it's kind of like Santa Barbara in a way. If you've ever been to Santa, Santa Barbara, that similar rise of the mountains, but these mountains are a little different looking and, um, they have these bays around. So, so Cape Town itself is, has this nice downtown. It's kind of this old town. I they think they kind of had like boardwalk streets, if I remember, and these old um, colonial style um, uh, uh, buildings and, with posts. And, um, uh, and then it had, you know, sort of the, the city would surround it, the modern part of it different neighborhoods and I lived in and it had some new buildings downtown too uh, high rises and everything and then you know these outlying areas and um, and then it past these outlying areas kind of around um, 
where the tip of it, so to speak, um, were these bays. And these bays had these beautiful white sandy beaches with these granite uh, rocks, kind of like what you would see at um, Sand Harbor in, in Lake Tahoe if you've ever been there. And the water was really cold. Um, and the, and in these bay towns, they had nice bars and, and people would, you know, go out there and and uh, drink and, you know, there were parties for the young folks. And um, and uh, at any rate, uh, and, and I found this really nice youth hostel in one of these um, neighborhoods in, in Cape Town itself. I forget the name of the neighborhood, but it was close to um, – there was a lot of crime in, in Cape Town. Uh, and so uh, they were very um, – they would tell you don't go by yourself, you know, even around the youth hostel and everything. But I never had any had any trouble. Um, but uh, yeah, it was, it was just a very beautiful place. You would go up to the top of uh, of, of um, Table Rock. There was a tram that would take you there, and you had beautiful views of the the bay. Um, and on the other side, which I think you could actually see the southern most southern tip of Africa, or, or about where it would be. Um, and uh, and you could see Robben Island out there in the bay, which is where Nelson Mandela, um, you know, spent many years in prison. Um, and uh, anyway, the, I had I had a lot of fun when I was there because um, this youth hostel was 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 great. They had this bar, and everybody would do whatever they do during the day, and then everybody would end up at the bar. All these other travelers, and um, you just you know have beers and. You could always there was always something being planned, like going out to one of those bars in those on those bays, and I I, I did that a few times. But I, I was a little older than everyone as usual, so I, I was you know I I wouldn't party as hard as they would. Um, but I I turned thirty three there, and I remember that Mike from the safari and I we um, we went out to dinner, and that was nice. There's a little pier, um, kind of like a pier thirty nine kind of thing, but not as hokey. And um, one thing I remember from that area is, you know, they always have entertainers in all these places. And that um, um, si- um, oh, uh, Garfield and Paul Simon, you know, when he did all his music with the South African groups. So they had groups like that singing, um, which was really cool to see. And I uh, remember that song by the um, Black Eyed Peas, Where's the Love? I remember hearing that for the first time at that little area. And um, anyway, just random stuff. But um, yeah, I had a great time in Cape Town. And I did the, the little day trips um, and uh, um, went out wine tasting in the wine region, which is really nice. But for, you know what? Once you've seen a wine region, you've kind of seen them all. <laughs> but one thing I remember is back to Oaks, they, they grew oak trees there. And they tried to – they did that to – for the um, the casks. But the 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 weather was so um, uh, good for these oak trees that they grew so fast, faster than they grow in northern climates. So they – they couldn't use that wood because it wasn't dense enough. It was too porous because it grew so fast. So they had to import um, oak uh, caskets anyway. <laughs> uh, your best laid plans, I guess. And um, and uh, I do remember learning about history um, there. And, and I had studied political science in college. And one of the uh, things that I learned about was uh, South Africa because it was being uh, desegregated when I was in college and reading about all of that. And 
um, the African National Congress and everything. And um, so to see all that was very interesting. Um, well, you know, just to kind of be there. Uh, and it was sort of this experiment where, you know, Mandela had come into power and he was very good about inclusiveness, about, you know, not being having revenge against the white people saying, you know, we should all live together. And the white people respected him tremendously for that, I learned. Um, and um, so it was really, a, you know, a, a, a great experiment and sort of new. You could feel the newness of it. Um, but a couple other random memories, you know, in the little neighborhood I was in, in the, in the hostel, um, it was kind of on the side of the hill. And when you got down to the flats, it was sort of the, the neighborhood where all the Africans were. And you would get around with these little, little minivans and they called them Zola Buds. And Zola Bud was this, um, runner in the 1984 Olympics from South Africa. And, uh, she didn't wear shoes on the track and she stepped on Mary, Decker's uh, heel and Mary Decker crashed and burned and didn't get a medal and anyway so I, I forgot why they called these little little uh, little vans called Zola Buds but uh, probably because they didn't have much wear on their tires I would suspect but um, so you would get in these little cars and the, the it was a, a sliding door and there'd be a guy there manning the door the door was always open but he would just sit there and as people would get off they would give him money and he would count everybody in there and make sure no one uh, gypped them and all that. And it was locals. So when I would get in, these, in this car, it was just me and all these Africans, South Africans. Um, and uh, it was fine, you know, it was just doing their shopping. But when I went to pay, I, I took out my money and the guy freaked out, you know, he's like, don't ever do that. You know, it was like, read me the riot act. At first, I didn't know what he was talking about, but he just was trying to protect me that, you know, that you would get robbed for something like that. Someone would know that you have all this money and they would rob you. And it was funny, all the people in the van, these women, you know, who were just doing their shopping, they were just, everybody's kind of laughing or smirking, you know. But um, yeah, I never had any any other problem other than that. Um, and uh, I just remember when I turned 33, I did feel rather old. I, I'm not sure why. It's so weird, but... But yeah, for whatever reason, 33, I guess it felt like mid-30s or something, um, which I guess is old if you're 20. But uh, And then I you know, I did the wine tasting. And one thing I remember from that too is uh, there was a guy who drove us there in a van and um, he was some young white you know, guy. And um, he, uh, when we were driving, when you go out the outskirts of Cape Town, there are these... Um, uh, I forget the term for them, uh, but the, the, uh, uh, I'll remember it. But it's where they're the poor parts, um, and all the little homes, you know, are like corrugated steel roofs, and um, you know, uh, townships. They're called townships, and um, they're packed in really close together, and they're very, very poor. No, not as poor as what I had seen in Tanzania, because these were more organized. But everybody's crammed in there. It's obviously a ghetto-type situation. And um, when we were driving past that, this guy says, you know, well, they complain about their situation and everything, but it's really not so bad for them because they have electricity and they have TVs in there. And I just always thought that was freaking hilarious, like, and so condescending and just had his head so far up his ass 
you know, that, you know, what are they complaining about? Well, no plumbing was probably one thing they're complaining about. They're probably also complaining about the fact that they've been essentially enslaved for the past, you know, 200 years and had no opportunity and, you know, would get shot for opening their mouths. You know, that's probably what they're complaining about. But, you know, to him, just having a TV was, hey, you know, what else would you want? Or, you know, it was so racist. Uh, and it just, just tells you, you know, you see racism in action. You see um, how that works. I'm, I'm amazed by that, that we're all pe- people and yet some people don't think of other people as actual human beings. But um, uh, I was also interesting learning about that South Africa, because uh, when you did a little history tour around the city, it was a history of it was a, a stop on the shipping routes. Um, and so that's how it got started. And the English, that's how the English got their hooks in there. It had been Dutch at first. Um, and then uh, they figured out about uh, growing oranges there and, and um, not that would that would prevent scurvy. And anyway, it was, the point is, I guess it was a shipping uh, city. And um, one other um, random thing was that the wine growing region was founded by the Huguenots, a uh, persecuted group of people in um, Catholic France. Um, just whatever. And then the... Um, the shark diving was was really cool. Um, when the shark came up alongside of the boat, um, it had this dark, it had this brownish tint, like a, and it was golden. It was just gorgeous, and um, the sharks were very skittish. Like when they when we got to the site, they would chum the waters, and they wouldn't put the cage in until the sharks showed up, because putting the cage in would would be too much. It would scare them away. So I never thought of sharks as being shy and skittish, but you could see it. And the other thing that was interesting to me is whenever I had been surfing before, like in Santa Cruz, I would always think, are the sharks here today? Well, this changed my whole perspective because with this tour, you go off the coast and you're not far off the coast. You're very, I don't know, half a mile, quarter of a mile. And you realize that the sharks, it's not, are they there today? It's, they're there today. They are there every day. <laughs> it's just, you know, they're not making mistakes and chomping humans instead of seals. So um, in a way, it's less reassuring because they're there, but in a way, it's more reassuring because, you know, they don't even care about really the little fish heads that these guys were putting in the water to to lure them to us. It was funny, the sharks would like chomp on the fish head a little bit and then be kind of be like, that's not what I want, you know, and then they'd, they'd kind of be curious a little bit, swim around the cage, and they'd be out of there. So, um, but that whole area, that was outside of Cape Town, and I forget the town, but you had to drive along the coast. There's all these beautiful bays, like all these beautiful Monterey Bay type of bays in that part of Africa, and you got the sense that it's wild, like you could see lots of whales and you know, it hasn't been overfished, and just South Africa was a very, very, very beautiful um, country, and um, and by the way, now you know, fifteen years on, uh, they still haven't quite figured it out. The whites and the blacks, um, because the blacks in power, um, you know, do what anyone in power does; they're corrupt, and um, and that was some of the complaints by the whites um, when I was there. You know, so. Um, the whites had been bad about, um, you know, slavery is probably too strong a word, but, you know, apartheid. Um, but then when the blacks get in power, then they, they 
do deals with like the telephone companies and get millions of dollars and put it in their own pockets. So not to say that maybe wasn't happening with the whites, but maybe not as much would be my suspicion. And um, this guy, Umbeke, who who was after um, Mandela, he had just come into power when I was there. And that was all the stories on the street about Umbeke and how he sold off uh, privatized uh, portions of the infrastructure and basically pocketed the money himself. Um, so people knew this. It's interesting that this, you know, this goes on. And so it's it's politics in action. <laughs> anyway, enough of uh, Cape Town. Really cool place. Uh, really enjoyed my time. It was fun hanging out at that youth hostel. Um, but then I was on to do what I came there to do, which was learn how to surf. <laughs> <laughs>